you have failed me for the last time, Admiral. Hello, welcome to episode 35 of the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me, as always, is my co-host... Some other bloke, uh, Declan Kitchener. Hello. Synchronised sounds of us failing to put down guitars. It's amazing. Um, yes, uh, welcome back to the Weekly Song Podcast. Um, we do these in rounds of seven, and morale is high as we round the course and see the finish line of the final song of this run of seven. You really should have been a sports uh, commentator in another life. <laughs> yeah, uh, for anyone who's just joined us, how the Weekly Song Podcast works is that uh, Roger and I both go away and write a song from scratch in a week. We come back here and we uh, sing it to each other without the other one hearing or knowing. And as Roger said, we do them in batches of seven, this last one. Yes. And we had a weird challenge this week. Tell them about the challenge. Uh, part, of, uh, part of the way through the season, we realised, well, I say part of the way, after the first episode, we wanted to do like uh, different challenges to inspire us to write different kinds of songs. Mm. And so for this last challenge, uh, on top of just getting a song ready in a week, I think it was my idea to do... Uh, a song with the same chords backwards as forwards. Yes. So uh, basically, if you just looked at the chords written down on a sheet of paper, you could play them back to front and it would be the same. Sort of similar to a palindrome in, in literary terms. Yeah, a reverse palindrome where the sentence is the same backwards as forwards. And when you came up with this, I was a little bit mad at you. <laughs> and that I was mad at me. I was expecting you to turn it down. <laughs> well... It's the thing is, it's a cool idea, but when you first came up with that, I was like, okay, that's, that's doable. In practice, it's like the most difficult writing I've ever done. Yeah. That's probably not an exaggeration, actually. It's, yeah. uh, it's it, a tricky. It's no coincidence that my song this week is the shortest song I've ever written for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think mine is, is on the short side as well. Well, uh, yeah, whose turn is it again this week? It's your turn first to play, to play your song first. Ah, uh-huh. Right. Prepare for disappointment, everyone. I'm looking forward to this. <coughs> Your shortest and weirdest yet, from what the text told me. Yes. Um, this is my song for this week. It's called Redmond Barry. Wait, what? Redmond Barry. <laughs> okay, cool. Go for cool. it. Cool. Fantastic. <laughs> I know what it's like to have my song laughed out of the room before I've even started. <laughs> it's this nice, uh, nice karma here. Goes like this. If I could outroom myself when everything gets out of hand, I try to be.
Sure. <laughs> oh, you've written something great there. That's fucking great. I really like it. That's up there with pause. That's like some one of your some of your best stuff, honestly. Okay, fantastic. That um, really cheers. got me. That really, that really got me in the. Um, I think the kids say the feels, and uh, oh, I really like it. Oh, but, Tot- totes on maze balls, old man. <laughs> totes on maze balls. But I mean, obviously, need some explanation, like. Like, the what the hell is it all from, about? What's it about? <laughs> it's like really moving and like unusual but I don't know why and <laughs> and explain how the chords go back to fourth okay. uh, all do... at the same time please <laughs> <laughs> okay fantastic I'll start with the chords first um, basically it's really short um, uh, it's just a sequence up and down there's no like a repeated uh, like verse chorus structure or anything like that in there mm. and I thought like the minute we had this challenge I thought right what can I do to sort of build tension at all Hmm. So I thought, well, fantastic, I'll just go up and down the chromatic scale. So I have 12 chords that go up, and then just repeat them on the way down. Didn't quite work out that way, but the basic structure is still in there. So you've got, for the first part, C, uh, to C sharp diminished, to D minor, so you've gone C, C sharp, D minor, B over D sharp, E minor, D minor, which has got an F in it, so you're still going up the scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, D over F sharp to G uh, minor, which has obviously got a G in it. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. And I was having trouble stitching that to the next bit, so I just put uh, two chords in there to sort of help me- uh, melt the two together, which is just uh, C and F. Hmm. to resolve that little bit of the song. Then it goes into, we resume going up the scale, so it's E over G sharp, which uh, the note I'm singing puts a seventh on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, a minor, which is obviously A, G minor over B flat to B7, to A minor, the C in it, of course. Yes, which has got the C. And then, again, that's not a satisfying resolution. I didn't want to end that bit on C because the whole song's going to end on C. Mm -hmm. So it uh, goes to A minor to D, A minor to D, G. And then it just plays backwards from there, but with different speed. Okay, so here's a question. This is kind of like the, the... crux of like what I'm really interested about with this challenge in particular, not the song but the challenge at what point does it turn around like lyrically, what point could I like notice it turned around? Well the actual, the G which is the middle chord of the song happens on uh, the end of the line building a life on the back of your trophies and shame which is uh, the building your life on the back of your trophies so you've had A minor D, a minor D twice, shame and then the next few bits are just D and A minor. Okay. 
get the picture. Sure, sure. Uh, until it gets back to the... Waiting on a dual undone. Which is just going back down the scales, so until you get to the last little bit. I don't want to be sycophantic, because, you know, we're friends and everything, and we're going to compliment each other's music, but... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but we... This song that you've written here, like, the way the chords go together and how it's so unusual and so... And I mean that chord-wise and I mean that lyrically at the same time. It's exactly what I like to listen to and... I don't know, I just... I really like it. I really like it. Thank you. Um, but carry on, sorry, I kind of derailed I'm talking about how you wrote it there, but... That's fine. This is one of those songs where, as I was playing it, because I just had the chords initially and then I heard, like, the melody line coming out of my fingers, so, um... You get that. happened again on the uh... Uh, that whole segment um, and again on the end of these personages lived long ago Joseph was witness to uh, all of that mm. that kind of like three note descending yeah. pattern sort of thing apart from the quarrelling hearts actually Personages isn't actually um, three syllables ever, so I'm always rushing to fit that one. These personages. But I like that. When you said person, I was reading it on the... I was, like, hunched over reading the lyrics as you sang it, and um, I like that that doesn't fit, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, That bit is... There's a reason for that, but I'll go through the lyrics now. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, Basically, I've had a box set of Stanley Kubrick films lying around my room for ages just trying to get through them all and on the day uh, on I think it was the Monday after I'd come up with the music mm. uh, I watched the film Barry Lyndon mm. which is about a character you mentioned this to me the other I day I did yeah I was hoping you'd watch it so that I could explain it to you without ruining the film but um <laughs> But uh, it's about a character called Redmond Barry, mm-hmm. who, uh, long story short, he, you know, coasts through life until he ends up with the title of Barry Lyndon. Okay. So, uh... Should I recognise that name? Because I don't. No. Okay. Good. It's not a real person, it's um, a fictional character, but it is based on someone real. Um, so that's basically what the first, all of it up until the last descending little bit is about. Uh, if I could uproot myself whenever things get out of hand I've tried to be a better man than Lyndon ever got to be Poor old man uh, That's basically just his story He, um, you know, when things get too difficult he coasts along to the next point in life uh, And the film doesn't have a happy ending for him Right um, uh, riding, riding through the world on the Arms of Fate, again, just doesn't have much control over his own destiny, at least not initially. Um, building a life on the back of your trophies and shame. Like he, you know... Again, I really don't want to spoil this film for you. No, it's, I'm not really fussed about spoilers. I will watch it. I'd like to watch it, but yeah, um, but... yeah, go ahead, if you want to. But, like, obviously, he marries into nobility. Okay. 
but like it's not like you know he's not marrying for love he's just marrying because it's a thing to do to get money and things like that so mm. it's just building a life on a trophy wife and on like um you know there's sort of resentments in the family there and everything uh and then that last bit yeah this isn't really a spoiler it's not connected to the rest of the film as such but after the last shot there's a little title card that comes up that reads epilogue and I've got it on my phone here and it goes it was in the reign of George III that the aforesaid personages lived and quarrelled good or bad handsome or ugly rich or poor they are all equal now Mm. and that really stuck with me which is where all of that came from right it's basically just me trying to rewrite the epilogue to music these personages lived long ago uh, George III was witnessing to witness to their quarrelling hearts they are all equal now (laughs) This is a really good set of lyrics, but I got a question for you. I mean, like I kind of, I'm kind of getting the metaphors you're kind of putting in here. But could you kind of like explain to some point, like how they reflect to you in in any sense? Long and short is they don't really. Right. Okay. Okay. It's more a song about the. Like I've started. The reason the first line is, "If I could uproot myself, whenever things got out to be, I tried to be a better man than Linda never got to be." Hmm. I thought that was. Uh, going to be like me using the film as like a uh, what is it Um, like a metaphor for some of the feelings I've had and I've had in many many songs like an emotional vehicle sort of yeah but then as I got into it I just started writing about the film see that's the thing now I'm looking at this actually like lyrically like you I'm just reiterating what you said just so I can comprehend it the first verse you kind of you have the eye the first person there. And, and then from then on, you're just kind of telling a story. Yeah. Which is really cool. I like that. It's unusual. I don't normally write... I don't like writing songs about other things that already exist or about other artwork. I don't think there's a lot of references in my songs, or if they are, they're not really as blatant as uh, these words are. But it just so happens to have been the case this time. Hmm. Um yeah, I could have like put more chords into it. Maybe made it uh, longer than a minute and what forty seconds. Whatever it feels it is. way longer than that, though, and I mean that in a good way. It's because I keep dragging it out at the end. That's why it slows <laughs> down so much. <laughs> These personages live long ago. Just <laughs> <laughs> like you look at your watch. Yeah, come, on, come on, come on, come on, come <laughs> on! I can't uh, break the two-minute mark. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that's all there is to say about the writing of this one this week. Mm. Uh, yeah, congratulations. I mean, I won't go. Give him birth to a bouncing baby <laughs> song. <laughs> um, what a great way to close out um, this series of songs, this seven uh, song series. I can think of a better way. Hearing your song, mine's not as good as yours. You really nailed this. I mean, I'm nervous to, well, I'm nervous to play mine, but I, uh, it's not going to compare to that. Stop making your excuses and get on the piano. <laughs> I'm coming over. Okay, so um, I'm over at the piano now, as I said last episode. Very original. And um, I'm going to play my song that goes the same forward as backwards. But before I start, I want to point this out because it's on my mind. Um, your song went the same forward as backwards chord-wise, but you allowed yourself different like lengths for the chords to be as long as they were in the same order, which is quite right. Yeah. Me, I took it far too literally, and every <laughs> single measure and beat is the same length. So it's literally a pyramid that's the same shape on both sides. 
So okay. you can kind of see why I didn't like take to this challenge so easily. Well, to be fair, you, that was like your own constraint that you put onto that. Very much so, which I do that a lot in my life in general. I know this is a digression, but I remember when I was like 11 years old, I was playing like an online game. And it was like, no, it was... Um, it wasn't RuneScape, was it? No, it was simpler than that. It was a tic-tac-toe, you know, noughts and crosses. And I was playing it, and you were playing against a, a computer a intelligence. Bot. Yeah, a bot, basically, yeah. And when you clicked your go, it would come up with its go immediately because it was AI, right? Yeah. And then I thought that when it came up with its go, I had to do mine immediately, so I was getting, like, so stressed out. I was like, let's do it already! Okay, there's mine! And, like, it was just... What I'm saying is I was impo- imposing a silly challenge on myself that I shouldn't have done. To beat the machine. Yeah, and the machine would have gone at my pace. I could have set the tone. Anyway, my song this week is called Untitled Number 5. <laughs> or it might be. I might change the... Um... So far, it's called Untitled Number 5. Exactly. Um, okay, I'll play it and then I will talk about it. Okay, it's always in control A little bit addicted to the comforts of the world A master modicum of self-control Oh no, the tone will change again With three closed eyes I felt inside like I was drowning But it didn't feel like me You see this gasping boy With lifeboats all around him saying Why'd you keep on swimming in the sea? Must be a damn slow learner to keep this moldy personality. I see you stuck in every day. Oh, love, no false starts on our way. So, this is see you around. Leave the colony back on the ground They found out that there were several other planets So they built their spaceships and they flew away Oh, I did, well, I wasn't expecting that a circle at the end there Yeah Hold on Did you make some lines of all of them or...? No, but what? No, man, I wish I'd have done that. <laughs> that would have been well good. <laughs> you would have done free challenges. That would have been cool, but um, that came. I'll address that first because I guess that's like the thing that stands out right now. That came last of all. I didn't intend to do that. I was writing the song and I got to the end and I was playing in C and I was like, okay, this corporation kind of sounds like that. So I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool that not only would this song be a palindrome or same backwards as forwards, but the last song of, because I released these in batches of 14, right? Yeah. So um, this will be weekly songs 28 to 42. 29, 29 to 42. 42. That's it, yeah. So I thought <clears throat> when that is a collection, it could be kind of cool for the... <coughs> For the first lyric on the collection to be the same as the last lyric on the collection, so even that has a sort of um, back-to-front type of feel to it. It's sort of very Pink Floyd in that like, it makes the whole record feel like it's come back round to the start again and like very cyclical. Mm-hmm. So that cyclical, was, I should have said. That was like the, the kind of 
smart thing I was referring to earlier. It's like, oh, this is, it's not that great, but it's... I thought, it, it made me stand up and take... I think that's the first time I've actually spoken over one of you. Like, I just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Oh? <laughs> 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 um, okay, so how did I write this? Let me think. I was I, say, can I just say, mm, nice way of disguising the middle bit as well, like as the point where the join happens, like in flipping it backwards... Because it's uh, so sort of staccato anyway. Yes. Um, one thing I noticed... Sorry, I will let you get on and no, no, talk No, of course. About no, please, 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 please. Like, I noticed when you were doing your uh, bit going up to G, you did a, like a step down G, F sharp, F to put a G7 in the chord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then did you... I think I heard that going back up, that same increment. So it's literally everything you're playing backwards as well. Literally. Fuck. Well, I mean, there are little... Anomalies where it's not doing that, but basically you could look at it beat for beat, and it would be the same. So essentially, if chords you, and notes, yeah. Yeah, if you uh, played it backwards, uh, if you played half of it, put it on reverse, and played it alongside the other side, it would more or less match up. Pretty much, yeah. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that's why it was so difficult. No wonder you hate me. <laughs> um, so basically, I started this with a little bit of an advantage because I've got. Um, Logic, which I record, and if you've got Logic, you can put in um, quantized piano notes and you play your MIDI keyboard. And um, <clears throat> so, what I did is I would write, um, it became more organic than this, but the way I started was I chose a chord progression which I knew would be a nice way to end. So, I thought if I'm playing in C, a cool way to end would be uh, from the fifth G, B diminished, C. I thought that's an ending, okay? So, what I'll do is my first line will obviously. Which kind of explains why it has that sort of weird feeling in the beginning, because you've sort of designed it in reverse. Exactly. And there's, there's it's strange with this song, because like, there's parts in the forwards bit and the backwards bit where like it's a bit strange, and it shouldn't really be like that. If I wasn't writing this to be part of the challenge, those parts wouldn't have survived the writing process, but they had to, you know? Because that was the challenge. Exactly. So it really put me in a in a bit of a bind with that but but anyway I, I put it in the DAW the digital audio workstation and I'm kind of mathematically planned it out and um, I know this is bad radio but I'm showing Declan I made this pyramid of chords it's just this giant triangle with um, all the chords up one side and then down the other see I just wrote mine in a line and read it backwards when I needed to go the other way uh, see you can read backwards though I can <laughs> Um, so I, I put it in the DAW and I, I did that and I made sure that every beat was the same, <laughs> which um, in hindsight I maybe should have done. But, um, so then I had my chords and I made sure I didn't write any lyrics or melodies on top of them until I was done because I thought that's just far too much to Do it one process. time. Yes. So um, I, <clears throat> I recorded all these chords into Logic and I had like a two minute something song. And then I just went back, I sat with my notebook, and I kind of allowed the computer to play piano for me, so that I could, and I'd just kind of loop parts and go, um, Okay, it's always in control, like that's the melody I would do over those chords, and I kind of did that for the entire thing. And, um, so it's very non-linear, and like yours, there isn't like a verse chorus structure at all, because... It's really difficult to do that and get it forwards and backwards. Mm. The closest thing I have to a, um... Because I know you've got like that pre-bridge, or like a mid-latey bit before you get into the staccato bit where it's got the pre-stabs and everything the bits that go around that 
Yeah, um, so that was kind of a cool, like, um, result of the reversing process that I actually quite liked. And it's only 4-5-1 type of stuff, but it's just... With three closed eyes, I felt inside like I was drowning, it didn't feel like me. And then the reverse of that is, um... No, no false starts. Wait, no, wait. Love, no false starts on our way. Yeah, it sort of changes the rhythm of it because it's been designed to fall naturally one way, so it feels a bit odd the other way. Yeah, it's a real, like, my mind is working in several different ways when I'm playing the song, and I, it's really confusing. Yeah. Like, I can hear like a Zappa style band where like you've just got things coming in and out all the time on this one. I like the fact that you're referencing Zappa so much with my music recently, that's, that's a compliment. But um, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, definitely. Um, oh, what have I missed out? I did the DAW thing, then I wrote the chords, lyrics on top of that. Um, but it, the real challenge was I couldn't be creative in the normal way I do, which is obviously what the challenge is for, of course. Um, so I wouldn't normally choose the chords I chose, but because I had to make them work backwards and forwards, I had to use these weird melodies that I would never normally use, and it was just such a... I always didn't enjoy it at one point. Like, about a third of the way through the process, I was like, I don't even like the song, I don't like the whole thing. But when I got to the end, I was like, okay, I think it holds up a bit. I think it's my weak, weakest song of the series, to be honest. But at the same time... I think that's why I put in the... Um, Winner's Circle callback, because that made me feel like it was more authentic. See, I, um, Roger had to do two takes of this one. I was a little bit lost for the, your first performance up until you had to start again, but like once you started, I know you only got a little way, but once you started the second time, mm-hmm. like you got, it sounded much more confident and much more like you were into it. I do like this one, and I do want to hear it developed a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, it, it's just part of part and parcel of the challenge, isn't it? We set ourselves things to do that we don't normally do, or perhaps even want to write like. Mm. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, like it's not normally in my uh, mind to switch between multiple time signatures or things like that. But uh, the point of the challenge is that we are stepping out of our comfort zones mm. and that we are trying things we wouldn't normally use, like just in case you know, we find something we like. Absolutely, and I think it, the antithesis of that is if you don't try these challenges, then you end up kind of going through the same motions when you write. You know, if there's like, you don't have to include a time signature or a certain lyric or a certain challenge, then you just end up writing the same stuff, and I think we all have that tendency mm. um, if we aren't challenged. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's going to be up and down and good and bad with the songs over a series, especially with challenges this time. Mm. But I do like this one. Thank you. I was quite enjoying that. Particularly like that pre-bridge bit and like the yes, that staccato bit. I thought you were going to go into waltz time there. Like add two time signatures <laughs> as well. Oh my god. That's, oh, that's the other thing I was going to say um, that I actually pre-planned to say is um, I was saying to you last episode that my general playing style is on the piano. Yeah. That sort of rhythm, that sort of pacing and feel. And I was like, you know what, this challenge is blowing my mind too much, so I'm going to just go stick to my guns as far as that goes anyway. So I'm going to give myself that uh, easiness. Yeah. So I had that, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then I thought, no time changes. <laughs> that is hard enough as it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, could, I could explain the lyrics a bit if you want. 
Yeah, I was going to ask what the lyrics were about. Um, I feel like a stuck record saying this, but I'm touching on the same sort of stuff of like moving away, making new habits. I mean, that's basically, we've both been uh, referencing those ideas a lot this run, haven't we? Well, that that is basically our lives at the moment, isn't it? Like we're saving up to move away and to a new city and stuff. Mm. So I guess it's, that's bound to be part of it. Yeah. Um, so it's basically about that. Um, I had this idea, like, right at the beginning of this week, this, uh, not week, this series of seven songs, like, seven weeks ago, I suppose, and I wrote it on my phone. Um, I'm not quite sure what it means. Well, I suppose I am, actually. Um, I just wrote, to be a little bit addicted to everything. Like, there are people in the world and people we know and that sort of thing who have, like, real addictions, right? But then I think the majority of people who I know, including myself, have, like, lots of little addictions or just little comforts, you know? Mm. Things that you kind of go back to and... Not unhealthy things necessarily, but just, like, you always go back to watch this certain show for escapism or... Um, I don't know, just, like, little things in your life that have become habits and um, using the word addictions for that makes it just that little bit stronger. Mm. So I just wanted to start the song like that. Like, it's always in control, which kind of... No, I think back to it. It kind of has, like, a weird double meaning, like, the addiction's always in control, but what I meant when I initially wrote it was um, everything, all these addictions are in control, like nothing's taking over. Um, and then, um, let me see. Um, then the... That bit with the three stabs? Yeah, the with three eyes open or whatever it was. Three closed eyes. Three closed eyes, that's the one. Which um, <laughs> makes me sound pretentious, but songwriting podcast. Songwriting podcast, <laughs> this is the place to be pretentious. Um, in um, a lot of Eastern cultures, they have um, the symbology of the third eye, which is like the eye of enlightenment and the wise eye. Flip your switch and open your third eye and you'll see... Uh, I've forgotten what the rest of the lyric was. What song was that? That's Uprising by Muse. Oh, right. We Should Never Be Afraid to Die, that's the one. And um, so I, I've always liked that imagery, and I think it's a cool imagery, but I wanted to kind of say that me, or the person of the song, well, I guess it's me, but has all three of their eyes closed. Not only are you blind to everything, but also whatever spiritual seeing you could have is also blinded. And um, and you look inside and you feel like you're drowning in whatever it could be, like uh, something emotional. Treacle. Um, in treacle, yeah. <laughs> you could have a dream about drowning in oil. <laughs> 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 and, um, but it kind of touches on the same thing that Ginny touched on, my song a few weeks ago, which is not feeling like the pain's actually yours, but you actually took on somebody else's baggage, in a way. Um, so, and then all the people in your life who see you for how you are... Um, that's kind of like the line here where it goes staccato, um, yeah. where it says, um, the gasping boy, is, he, he's in the water, and he's got like friends all around him in lifeboats saying, why do you keep going in the sea? <laughs> <laughs> you idiot, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, like, it, which is followed by, I must be a damn slow learner to keep your mouldy personality. And then the song flips and it starts going backwards again. And then the rest is, um, is kind of like along the lines of, moving away and um which obviously leads me into the line of winner circle we found out there were several other planets ships. So uh, several other planets they built their ship and then they flew away. away yeah so it kind of i wanted that to be like as opposed to the song structure which is up and then down i wanted that to be a linear thing of like feeling stuck in like habits and stuff going towards 
Um, Cause we've more been re- free. Because we've been referencing a lot this season, this feeling that we've both had, but then to use that and like a, it's kind of a weird, it's like cloverish in that you're looking to the future, but also like referencing the past when maybe things were easier or things were different at least. It's mm. kind of cool. It, 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 it made me say, oh, so it must be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Also, I, I'm really acutely aware that talking about the lyrics is more than I want to do. Having said that, we have a podcast and we, we do that. Yeah. I mean, we'd be pretty foolish if we genuinely <laughs> didn't want to talk about any of the lyrics. It's not like I don't, I feel uncomfortable talking about them. It's just like, I think as a songwriter, you put what you want into the song and half of the dissection of that is done by the listener without you having to explain it. Yeah. So to have a podcast like this is like, and this one's about loneliness, and this one's about, you know, Depression. I feel like... I feel like that should... And this one's about Stanley Kubrick. And this one's the <laughs> one about drowning in oil. <laughs> and yeah, can I have a song about drowning in oil? <laughs> well, cheers for listening to this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Mm. If you want to get in touch with us, it is weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. You're probably listening to us on one of the two already. If not, I'm getting worried. Um, you can leave us a comment or a review there. Uh, Roger, where can they find you? RogerHeathers.com What does that link to? My website. You mean your band camp? My band camp, but I like to think of it like my website. Cool! <laughs> Great news! Where can they find you? What's your favourite food? Where do you live? I live in my house, spaghetti, while well, my name is Great News! Um, sorry. <laughs> Watch Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, if you're old enough not to be scared. Um, and don't hug me. I wish... Uh, please don't. Um, no, get away, get away! Get away! Yeah! He's coming for me! Um... Yeah, uh, I've got a couple of things on SoundCloud. Just search Declan Kitchener. You'll probably find me. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Next week is going to be slightly different because we've done our block of seven. Um, oh, my chair's not squeaking now. Because uh, we've done our block of seven, next episode is going to be a roundup of the season, like discussing uh, all of the songs, anything we noticed, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, and maybe dissecting some old songs. Yeah, let's do that again. That's always fun. Hooray. Um, <clears throat> yeah, thank you for listening to the uh, to this series of the Weekly Song Podcast. We'll probably say all that stuff properly next se- next episode. Next season. We don't want to thank anyone this season. Next season. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it's going to exist yet. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. We really do. Get in touch with the show, and uh, we will see you again next week. See you in the future. Ta-ra. Bye. You forgot to say ta-ra. <laughs> what do you want to mention first? Uh, I was just going to do the normal roundup. Roundup, roundup. What is roundup? Come on, it's time to play. Let's just say to you, Link, you go. You're like, Bullseye is what he's also. The old prospecting wants you, my stick, and now it's time for Sheriff Woody. He's the very best. He's the rootless, tootless cowboy in the wild, wild west. Woody's Roundup. And now, Declan's Roundup. What was I going to say? He was going to wrap up the episode, I think. <laughs>